Welcome to the Kingdom Educators Podcast, where we empower Christian teachers to grab a hold of heaven's hope-filled perspective so you can activate transformational impact in your classroom and community. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to wake up to your strategic placement as a Kingdom Educator, anointed by the Creator and equipped by all of heaven to release the radical goodness of God that will transform lives and reshape education. Welcome back, everybody, and happy summer break as we are looking forward to the 2023-2024 school year. We're just excited and anticipating what God is going to do in and through us as we connect with Him. And today, I have a special guest with me, Lindsay Hostetler, and she is here to share her testimony. And so I'm excited to get jumping in with some questions, but I just want to say that I met Lindsay through, we have a teacher prayer breakfast here in Wichita and she came and loved it so much. She ended up joining my hope-filled educator course and God did some really cool stuff in here, but it's just been a joy to watch. You know, when you, uh, get to just see what God's doing in people's lives, it's so exciting. So exciting that I thought you should hear because you might be encouraged to step into some of the things that Lindsay's been doing just by following friend, Holy spirit. So welcome Lindsay. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes. And she's actually, if you can't see her and you're listening to the podcast, she's sitting in her classroom today getting ready for the school year. So it's so authentic and real. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. So Lindsay, will you- Just Jesus shirt on. (laughs) Yes. It's awesome. Your Just Jesus shirt. I love it. Um, We are going to start off today, Lindsay, by just setting the groundwork for like, how did Father God call you into the world of education? Because that's just a fun story in and of itself. Yeah. So I was a stay home mom for 10 years and, um, I really began to, I, I, after 10 years of staying home, I, God was putting it on my heart to go into education. Um, originally I had wanted to be a school psychologist. Um, okay. but I was not feeling led back to that because the school psychologists do not actually work with the kids. And so I actually went back to school and instead of finishing my school psychology degree, I finished my teaching degree because I felt like God was calling me into the school as a ministry, uh, witness to, to just be a light. Yeah. And did you homeschool before? No, I did not. Okay. I was thinking that you had done that too. Well, um, I was a state, I, I was happy to send them to school. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. I love that. And just asking the Lord, like what part of education is the best is we all fit in different pieces, you know? And so knowing you want to be a teacher, that's good. I will tell you, it was sending my kids to school though. That really opened my eyes because first of all, um, I really struggled with public education mm-hmm. and I started in private education, but for financial reasons, we had to put our kids into public. And what God showed me was that there were believers in the school. So their first, their teachers were believers. And um, that opened my eyes to realize that we can make a difference yeah. in the public education system. Mm-hmm. And so I I love how God positioned the right teachers for my own children. Yeah. That's so good. And the, the power of prayer too, like the praying family sending their kids where you feel God's leading you 
it does so much for not only the classroom, but the teacher and downloads from heaven and that kind of thing. I know during the summertime, well, during the school year too, my daughter and I like to drive or walk or ride bikes around schools and pray for what God's doing in the lives of our administration and teachers. And I know I just want to encourage any listeners, if you've got a big heart for education and you're listening to this to support us, um, please like don't discount what God's put on your heart to pray for your local schools because he will use those prayers and it never, it, his word never returns void. So even we, we, we just, we are declaring scripture. It does not drop to the ground. It will fulfill its purpose. So that's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're praying over the schools. So God put it on my heart this morning. Um, actually, it was after you mentioned it at the last teacher um, breakfast. breakfast. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I was like, uh, that that spoke to me, a prayer walk. So yeah. I have shot out an email and I am very shocked, but there's already like six or seven teachers wow. to join us. Yes. That's so awesome. Yes. And that's really, so, really good. Um, we're going to do that a week from Friday. Um, okay. And I also, I think I'm going to bring my shofar. Oh, awesome. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> blow it before yes. we start that because- yes. We really are in the trenches and we are fighting for the the minds of our children. So, yes, yes. And I was just reading um, in uh, Psalms 92, 10 about that. He anoints our head with fresh oil for triumph. And so when you talking about the shofar, like declaring victory for this year, that we are destined to walk in triumph. And so, yeah, we just thank you for that, for Lindsay's school this year. I would love to jump into... Um, our next question, which is, would you describe your experience of being a light in the schools and how that's changed since like, I think it was February, March, when you were really recognizing like, wow, I'm a kingdom person in education. I call it kingdom educator. But how yeah. has that changed once you've recognized your identity? So, you know, the interesting thing is, is I, even though I felt like God was calling me into the schools. And it was a ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into the schools and all of a sudden I was afraid. I was afraid to, you know, what would I get in trouble? What was okay to say? I don't want to get fired. And in yeah. um, everyone knew that I, I definitely was a believer. Um, I, I, it's not that I put that on the shelf, but I don't think I definitely, I, I don't, I didn't walk in a fearless walk either. I I was full of fear of getting in trouble and what I could get away with. Which Um, I think a lot of people here could relate to because the system kind of has a way of shutting us down or making us afraid just by things we've heard even from the past. Yes. Yeah. That's why I love you sharing this, Lindsay. Yes. And I, one thing I have recognized is that the courts though are making rulings in our favor, which has been happening this last year too. And so I think that also um, gives me that support. But when I came to your prayer breakfast Mm -hmm. for the, what was it? You were speaking there, um, but prayer breakfast at the church. um, It was the first time I'd ever heard kingdom educator. Mm -hmm. And that really spoke to me. I was like, oh my gosh, I am an educator for the kingdom. Yes. yes. And it made me really feel like, yeah, this is a mission field. Mm-hmm. And so it it was through the class, 
um, doing daily affirmations, things like that, that all of a sudden, um, the fear Mm -hmm. just subsided. And I started realizing that, um, we've got to walk out. We've got to, we've got to step out of our comfort zones. And that is where I, I have seen so much. I've seen so much happen. God is honored stepping out in faith. And so, um, I, I am truly seeing a revival in my school. Um, a young teacher just recommitted her life to Jesus this summer. And So so I just think that our staff, there's more believers out there. Mm-hmm. And what we've realized, and I think they're scared and cowering in their classrooms, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is so cool that you sent out this email asking if people want to pray together because you're opening up the door. But then also, like so many have said at the prayer breakfast, it's so good to see that there's so many believers in education. I didn't even know there was this many because I felt so alone. And so just making ourselves yeah. known that we're not alone. There's lots of us. And then the waking up piece on top of it is huge to like, you are a teacher missionary. <laughs> yes. It's so good. Yes. Yeah. And God, and you know, the thing um, that I really have grasped that if I'm in God's will and I'm doing his work for him, yeah. he can protect me. He's yes. so much higher than the school district and the principals. And, you know, my job is his job. So um, if I'm doing his work, I have nothing to fear because he will have that hedge of protection around me. And yeah. I really stepped out my comfort zone and, and, um, was able to invite parents to church and things like that this year that I have never done. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind sharing briefly the thing that you had happened during conferences? My student with yeah. the anger. Yeah. 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 So, um, cause you felt a prompting of the Holy spirit to talk to the I parents. Did. Yeah, I did. And actually Actually, I, I think the Holy Spirit just kind of spoke through me. Okay, <laughs> um, but I had had um, a problem with the student's anger, and outside of these bursts of anger, which were rage, mm-hmm. they were they were destructive. He was the most kind, sweetest little boy. And one day he was at my desk, and I saw a spirit of fear, or not fear, sorry. That is true in me. I had a spirit of fear that I had to get rid of, but in him, I saw a spirit of rage Uh and I was like, oh my goodness. I had never thought of that. Uh Um, So here we are, we're in conferences and I had begun praying for him and praying against this spirit of rage. Um, And we're in conferences and his mom is just bewildered. I tried this, I've tried that. And she's throwing out, she's like, I don't know what to do. And that's when I, this boldness and the Holy Spirit I was like, well, I know this is unorthodox, but have you thought that it's spiritual? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, and just for I, our I, listeners, I, like if you aren't used to hearing the voice of God, I want to encourage you that he wants to speak to you. And like Lindsay is sharing, he gives us insights from heaven on sometimes what's happening and it, it gives us yeah. strategies for what to do. And so like Lindsay felt prompted, she went ahead and shared um, in a way that was palatable for this mom. but also like knowing sometimes he's showing us something so we know how to pray and we can see a breakthrough in our classrooms. So yes. yeah. Yes. So how did she receive that? Um, she started to cry. She was like, God is speaking through you to me right now. Yeah. And I didn't know it, but she hadn't been to 
a church in 15 years because she was so burned um, by her previous church. Mm -hmm. And so that's following Sunday. She didn't even waste any time. She took her whole family. So this little boy was the first time he'd ever stepped foot in a church his whole life. Mm -hmm. And so I, it was, it was incredible what started to happen in that family because I got the courage and I, I couldn't believe it that we were having this conversation at the time. I don't know. I don't know why it shocks us when God starts working, but I know we're I, praying for it. Right. Yeah. I was like, I'm <laughs> you not speaking on behalf of the United States school district. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yes. That's so exciting. And didn't she say something too, where she kind of been thinking or God had been yeah. nudging her in other ways. And so you yeah. doing that was like helping to, push her over the hill to do it, to go back to church. Yes. Yeah. So, so cool. that was, um, so God actually used that moment to speak through me to yeah. her in ways that he was already trying to speak to her. That was, that was her confirmation. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Yeah. And then just one more story, Lindsay. I love this one. You, got invited or you heard about the kids at your school wanting to have some kind of Bible club. Will you tell okay. us about that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, after Asbury, the Asbury revival was going on in the spring. Yeah. And I started praying for that same revival at my school and uh, through the teachers. So and, the good. Students. And, and, and one day the Lord was like, uh, somebody's got to start that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, somebody's got to start that. So Lord, Who's going to start that? <laughs> me. No. You. Not me. I can teach reading and math. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, the fields are uh, ripe, ripe and ready for harvest. Send your workers. Oh, yeah. that's me. <laughs> so that's also the other thing that he started speaking to me about. The things that we're praying for, we've got to step out in fact, in, in faith and act on it. Mm -hmm. Can't wait mm -hmm. for someone else to do it. And that was something that really spoke to me then. And I did step out. It was scary because um, I have never taught children about God or any of those things. Mm -hmm. um, just reading a math to children. And <laughs> um, yeah. But he was there. He was there. And, and it's awesome how he put all these pieces together. So one of my students, his dad is was a worship pastor. And oh, wow. so he brought in his guitar and we had live worship with his guitar. Oh. And I just felt led that God was telling me uh, not to use any Bible curriculum. There's all sorts of Bible club curriculums. I felt in my heart, he was telling me the whole Asbury revival was built on prayer and worship. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he was telling me, we've got to teach our children to pray and worship. And so that's what I did. I took prayer requests. They were the feedback I got. They were oh. in love with what was happening at the, and I didn't even call it Bible club. I called it revival club actually. So and it got cool. approved. It got approved by the school board. Um, oh, wow. That's big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the kids feedback, you know, they always have like a youth group and things like that. They always have everyone pray with them, but no one has ever asked individually. Mm -hmm. what their prayer requests are. And so um, that was, they loved it. They can't wait for next year. So oh, next so spring, cool. I will do it. Again. I can't do it this fall, but next yeah. spring I'll do it again. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to see what will happen. That's so yeah. cool. 
So another upgrade that you had talked about is hearing God's voice isn't necessarily something that's been new for you, but this last year you've had a lot of upgrades and like seeing yourself connected to Jesus as you're teaching in the class. Would you describe like how, how you partner with God, friend, Holy spirit in the classroom, like what that looks like for you? Oh, you know, so in January, I've been through a wilderness and I'm sure there might be some on here who are going through a wilderness right now. I had gone through a wilderness and I, you know, when we go through our wilderness, we still have our faith. It's not that we ever turn our back. It's just a really dry period. And we don't always feel close and connected to God. Um, But in January, I came, he brought me out of that wilderness through a huge breakthrough and he lit a fire in my spirit that is, um, it's equivalent to when I was a brand new believer. Wow. That's amazing. What's amazing through all of that is he has sharpened my prayer life Mm -hmm. and he has shaped, he's shaped it. He's sharpened it. He's shaped it. And I feel closer to God than how I've ever felt. And so with my students, he's given me insight onto my students. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I am able to pray for them. I actually, and because I'm not cowering in fear, I do believe that uh, fear can hold us back from the fullness of God. And I will say that um, I pretty much told a spirit of fear to leave me. And so once the Holy Spirit and that f- was not in competition with fear, mm-hmm. um, I think the Holy Spirit could move more freely in me and in my classroom. So one of the things I started doing was I, um, I know I can't broadcast my Christian music and worship, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I can put it on my personal phone. Yeah. So I could put some worship on my personal phone and play it real quietly at my desk. And what happened is I started having like three or four students around the floor at my desk, just come and work. That's they were awesome. being drawn to whatever presence was here. And yeah. so that is one way that I, I feel, um, God works with me in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I also setting started, your atmosphere and the tone. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I also started using the daily affirmations that, mm. um, that you, you wrote. I, yeah. In speaking words like of life for your classroom. Yeah. That started to shift the atmosphere of the classroom too. Um, so I've always good. believed in a positive mindset. Um, but this was great. This is all scripture. These are things that God see. These, this, this is how God sees his little children. Yeah. And it's getting them to claim basically scripture without it being scripture. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. yeah, without the reference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so it good. Started so did, things in the classroom. That's so, did you see them change? Like the way yes. that they even stood and yeah. Yeah. Yes, Cause like I told you, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, and, and one, of my, one of my parents said um, that her son's confidence had grew so much, grown, uh, grew so much. I was trying to say grown and grow, grew. I create new <laughs> vocabulary words, by the way, because that's my brain okay. Fast. Um, <laughs> her son had grown so much last year. Um, and one of the things that she loved is he would be working and he would say, I'm so smart. Um, and he really struggled with confidence before. Um, and so just getting that feedback, I'm like, he's getting that from the affirmations. That's good. That's really good. I love a story. There's a gal that we had, I think, I, I know she was on a podcast interview, but um, 
Her name is, uh, hold on one second here. I've got it in the Janine Mason. She wrote a book or compiled stories about like how to bring kingdom in your classroom. And she was sharing with us how even with her own daughter, she did things when she was little where she'd come home and like, I can't do this math because third graders can do it and they're younger than me and da, 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 da. But they use that thing you just said where she had her share, like, first off, the lie is that you can't handle this. The truth is that you are smart because God makes me smart. So they agreed together. They were going to flush the lie down the toilet. It was written on a Kleenex. And then she had her, um, she was supposed to say a certain times a day, certain times a day that she, um, that God made her math brain smart. And well, it's so cool. Like, yeah. I know that's um, that language we could use more at home or in private school, but it's the same thing, Lindsay, when you're having kids do that in your classroom though, too, is like, it opens up the door of possibility because Jesus said all things are possible for him who believes, but sometimes we get stuck in the, like, not I, nothing works, you know, even our kids. Yeah. And see this particular student does have a reading disability. Okay. So, uh, dyslexia and, um, for, they know they're different when they're at different levels in third yes. grade. So, mm -hmm. um, he has so much growth, um, and I believe just recognizing that he's valued, he's important. And just because his brain works a little different and we have to train it, he was able to grasp. That didn't mean that he was not smart. Yeah. That's really, really good. It's so important to hear from you and his mom to affirm it. It's really, really good. Well, before we wrap up, I would love for you to share just what's one of the biggest breakthroughs that's happened in this classroom. Um, just since you've been walking in a greater level of confidence. My biggest breakthrough, honestly, is the, the no fear, yeah. breaking through. Fear. Yeah. So recognizing that God has my back. He's my boss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. as long as I am walking beside him and I continue to stay in his presence, mm -hmm. I have nothing to fear. And that means if I need to speak something to a student or to a parent or a staff member or whatnot, that God has put on my heart. It's okay. It's okay. Cause I do his will first. Yeah. That's good. He's your first boss. Yes. You can hear that. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. If you're someone that's dealing with a lot of fear, fear of man, uh, Lindsay kind of alluded this, but to this, but really taking a second to renounce that, like I renounce a fear of man or I, I renounce fear of failure or getting in trouble or fired or whatever it is. I think that on a regular basis, just being aware of that, would you agree with a lie? You give it power. Otherwise it has no power because Jesus has already overcome sin, sickness in the grave. So the enemy is a defeated foe, but any way he can slip in to try to trick us in our thinking, that's where he has power. So yeah. And when, and when that's the case, it does prevent the Lord from being able to operate freely and we'll miss blessings from him. Yeah. We'll yeah. miss opportunities to witness. Yeah, it's really true. And to live the full life that Jesus paid for too, because we're kind of stuck. <laughs> Lindsay, I so appreciate your time today. If you're someone who would like to step further into your kingdom educator identity, I have some free declarations for teachers available on kingdomeducators.com. I'd love for you to visit and grab a hold of those because I think it helps us to align with truth, realign with truth and just grab a hold of who we are and who God wants to be for us in this season as we begin our school year. So have a great rest of your day.
Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please visit kingdomeducators.com to receive your Kingdom Educator Daily Truth Declarations, my encouraging newsletter, and be the first to know about my newest resources online and in-person events. And be sure to find me on the socials at kingdom.educators. Until next time, don't forget you are a history maker and what you do every day is transforming lives.